if I need somebody to create a video sales letter, I'm not going to say, hey, to get started today, it's going to be X amount of dollars. Just like to your point, if I had opened up with that, selling something, people aren't going to buy. But if I started with a hook, if I presented a problem and I said, hey, I need you to, to give me a reason to lean in. Tell me a story. Tell me about a, a time where uh, you face the same exact problem that your audience is facing. And how did you overcome it? And what is, where did that lead you to find your solution? And what does that mean today when it comes to what you have to offer? Hi, and welcome to the 91 Day Success Podcast. I'm Jonathan, and today I am thrilled to be chatting with Kevin Lee. Uh, Kevin is probably one of the foremost video experts that I know, whether you're talking about video production or podcasting or anything video related. And you can tell by looking at the incredible studio he's got and things like that. I Today, we're going to chat, and Kevin's going to share with us some tips as a business owner, things that you can do and how you can use video to leverage and grow your business. So Kevin, thank you so much for accepting my invitation and for joining us today. We're truly grateful to have you on the podcast. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and give us a little background? Yes, absolutely. So I was a personal trainer for a very, very long time, pretty much 20 some odd years. And on the tail end of my business, I started getting into YouTube because a lot of my clients, when they would travel for work, they wouldn't work out and I needed to solve that. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to start creating short workouts, 15, 20, 30 minute workouts that they could just do remotely. And I would just put it up on YouTube and then send them links when they would travel. And I got into the rhythm of creating YouTube videos. And one day I started creating I created a Spartan tutorial, so Spartan races. I was really big on that. So that one video that I created right out the gate was probably the worst video I've ever created. The production value sucked, the camera was out of focus, and it it could have been a lot better, obviously. But for whatever reason, it caught a lot of traction. I had within a couple of months about 250 to 400,000 views, about a thousand likes and a thousand dislikes and tons of comments. And what that did for me was it actually helped me get monetized. So none of the other videos got monetized, but that video got my channel monetized. And sh shortly after that, I started making money off of YouTube videos. Now I had no experience as a content creator. All I knew was fitness. So I just got into the habit of just continuing to create videos and whether they did really well or not i just kept creating videos and when it came time for me to retire from the fitness space i said you know what i'm making money off of youtube it wasn't it wasn't anything that was going to totally replace my income but i had enough faith enough hope in this process that i was like i should be fine but that's not what happened what ended up happening was a fitness equipment company found out about me and reached out and said, hey, would you be willing to produce our podcast? We travel all over the world. We meet a lot of fitness industry leaders, and we would love for you to put your professional take on our content. And I couldn't pass that up. And it was a pretty good salary for it. And in a short amount of time, I went from shooting stuff on as a basic camera to buying about $40,000 worth of camera equipment. My wife never let me forget about that. <laughs> Because, um, you know, they don't want you to spend that kind of money if, if, if it's just a bunch of toys. But it Absolutely. actually ended up paying off. I bought 
three cameras, a drone, some lighting equipment, some audio equipment, and something to store everything in so I could travel. And every week we were traveling all over Southern California and then we started branching out to different states and then eventually we would travel overseas to Shanghai, Hong Kong, different parts of China, Vietnam, and other parts of the United States to produce this podcast. What that ended up leading to was creating the company's commercials for their product releases, some social media content, YouTube content, obviously podcast content, course content, even internal communication content. But in that relationship with that fitness equipment company, I also met somebody by the name of Dennis Yu. Dennis, if you know who Dennis Yu is, he's a brilliant well. digital. Yeah, he's a brilliant, brilliant digital marketing strategist and influencer thought leader in that space. And I worked closely with him and his team along with the fitness equipment company to work through a lot of that strategy. But what I learned from Dennis was his, his signature one minute why videos. Mm. Basically, without using any fancy tech, you just use your phone to record one minute why videos to help people to know, like, and trust you to, to position yourself as an expert or as a thought leader, as an influencer, just off of your story telling them who you are, what you're about, why you exist and why somebody should care just through the process of storytelling. And his system was so simple and so easy to understand. Oh, so easy to wrap my head around that. I thought maybe spending all this money and all this time with all this equipment, trying to complicate the process when really all you need is a phone and a system and a, and a workflow because in today's day and age with social media, the more content that you can put out the, and the more frequently, the better. If you're being bogged down by expensive high-end equipment and you're not getting the message out and you're not being omnipresent on every single platform you possibly can be, you're going to, you're going to lose out to the competition. And so I had to rethink my entire strategy. Maybe the high-end equipment has its place, but maybe also vertical video content, stuff that you shoot with your phone. If, if there's a strategy, if there's a workflow that's simple, easy to follow, and allows for you to create rapid content over and over and over and be able to get it out to the platforms faster, you'll have a better chance. So I had to really rethink that strategy so that you don't have to necessarily rely on me to come out with all the fancy equipment. You just need a proper strategy a good workflow and obviously some practice to get good in front of the camera because not everybody's really good in front of the camera. Maybe they're really good at working in their business, but when it comes to working on their business or even just getting in front of the camera and spending 30 seconds talking about a subject matter, that could be really, really tough. No, so, so true. And, and I agree with you. Dennis is, is brilliant. I just, I uh, was exchanging some emails with him last night, in fact, and uh, I'm, I'm proud to have him as a mentor. Uh, the simplicity, as you point, of what he teaches is, is, I think, so incredible. Talk to me a little bit, if you would, Kevin. A lot of the people watching our podcast are, are business owners and leaders, and so many of them are they're concerned about 
video is too tough. I'm going to look terrible. I don't know what to say. Um, I always tell them, look, if, if they're willing to watch an old bearded fat guy like me, they'll watch you. But what advice can you give to that business leader who's on the fence? We're headed into 2023. It's a great time to make that commitment to start creating video to use that. What advice can you give to that business leader on how to get started? It's really simple. I hate saying this because I've heard somebody else say this and I've always balked at it, but you just have to hit record. Mm. Whether you suck at it or not, you got to get in the repetitions. Just like if you're working out, here's personal trainer Kevin coming out. Every rep counts. So whether you're, you're repping at a 10 pound dumbbell curl or a 15 pound dumbbell curl, you're going to work your way up to 30 pounds, 40 pounds. The stronger you get, the heavier you're going to be able to go, the more control you have. And that's very true about creating video. You got to work those creative muscles. If you're not spending that time doing it because you're scared or you're shy, you're apprehensive or you're nervous or letting those fears get in your head, you're not going to create and you're just not going to get better. But there is a way to get around that. Imagine if you were sitting in front of your peers and you were just hanging out, a cup of coffee, beer, whatever your favorite beverage is when you're chatting. And you get talking about the one subject matter that you're really passionate about and you're really good with. So for me, obviously, it's video. So mm -hmm. I could talk about camera gear, audio equipment, the right technical settings for anything and everything because it's something I, I know and I'm passionate about. And I could talk all day about it. You would have to literally stop me and slap me across <laughs> the face and be like, just shut up because I'm that passionate about it. Imagine if you wrote down the five topics that you're really good at, or let's, let's not even go five, three, three topics that you're really into. It doesn't have to be anything tied to your business. It's just something that you're really, really, really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And think of a story of a time where you, where something stood out to you. So for me, maybe a story would be the time that I sold my very first camera because I wanted to go with the really high end $5,000 kit when the most I had ever spent was $1,000 on a camera. I was mm. like, this camera is gonna be way better. It's way bigger. It has all the features, has all the settings. And I shelled up five grand for it. My wife hated it. This was after I had already spent 40 <laughs> grand on all the equipment. The next year, I spent five more thousand because I was like, babe, this camera, <laughs> it's the cream of the crop. I'm gonna create the greatest content ever. I had it for not even a month. Within the first week, I was like, this camera sucks. I can't, oh, I don't no. even know. I don't know what to do with this camera. The settings are too much. The features are too much. The file sizes are massive. And I feel like I'm not really getting the hang of the menu system. So I sold the camera, bought back the camera that I had sold. And I was so happy to have that camera back. And I continued using that camera system for another two years until I decided to upgrade to its bigger brother. Moral of the story is just because you have better features, better tech, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to make you a better creator. So that's a personal story of something that I'm passionate about that has a lot to do with me and what I'm about. Imagine if you just wrote down the three things that you're really passionate about and figured out a couple of stories that you could tell about it. Give yourself about 30 seconds to a minute to tell that story. I guarantee you the more you tell that story, the better you're going to get at it. So maybe the first attempt that you do, you're like recording with 
with your phone and you're like, eh, that's, that sucks. Do a couple more times, get better at telling that story and then share it, post it. You're essentially rehearsing something that you know that you're going to be sharing, whether it's in person, whether it's on camera, on stage, in front of a group of people or in front of another person that you just met. But the better you get at sharing stories, the better you're going to be at sharing stories on camera and yeah. being in front of the camera. I, I had the hardest time with speech because I would stutter, stammer, ums, ahs, all day, all, all the time. As a matter of fact, one of the things that helped me get over that was Dennis in one of the office hours calls, or I think it was one of the clubhouse calls, he would pull out his little air horn. Mm, yeah. When when somebody would talk and he'd be like, eh, eh, there you go, eh, eh, eh. It was great. And I had to, I, I heard that enough to where I said, I, I have to break my habit of the ums and the ahs. If I have to slow down my speech, if I have to think through what I'm going to say before I actually say it, because our brains work faster than our mouths can sometimes. So true. And that actually helped a lot. So there's a couple of little tricks that will help you get better at it. But the best thing is honestly start recording and mm -hmm. share stories, learn to share stories. That's really it because people don't buy from brands. They buy from people. So if they know, like, and trust you, they're more likely to do business with you. And I think that's true for social media. And that's the reason why I share stories of what's going on, what I'm doing, what I'm into, not because I'm trying to sell anything. It's just because it's helping me to get into the habit of creating content. I, I think your advice is, is spot on. And obviously I'm biased and I've got a bias there. Your initial comment reminds me a lot of Sean Cannell from Think Media. And it's just punch fear in the face and press record. And I think that that's so important. I know it's been important for me as I've recorded a lot of video over the last couple of years. When you start off, it, it seems unnatural to look at the camera and to do that. But I, the other part of your story that I, I really appreciate, Kevin, is the telling the story part. I think so many of us as business leaders, we look at social media as the newest newspaper and how do we create an ad? And I don't believe that's where social media is meant to fit into our marketing mix. It's there to create credibility and it's really just an amazing platform for us to share to educate, to inform, uh, and, and again, as you shared, to tell stories, to create credibility for us. Because if we create that credibility, just as you're doing here, you're sharing these stories about video, and I'm going, okay, if I've got questions about how to do a better podcast, I've got questions about how to tell a better story for my video, for my, for my business, who am I going to reach out to? I'm going to call you, because you're the one that just shared all of that with me, and you didn't have to pitch me. You didn't have to tell me your latest special and that your price increases in January. None of that, because that would have caused me to go elsewhere. But just telling those stories on a consistent basis, uh, what immensely amazing advice. So thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that. Thank you. Sean, let me, I want to go back to something. So speaking of Sean Cannell, so he's actually why I, I said, just hit record. I hate that statement. And every time I see any of his videos and that one little part in the stinger that where he says, just hit record drives me nuts because it, it's, it's a, it's a great thing to do. But at the same time, 
if you just hit record, you're going to look like this. Mm, good point. But so I met Sean Cannell at VidCon a couple of years ago. And when I first started, as a matter of fact, and I, I said, I, I had a, a few minutes to talk to him and I asked him, hey, Sean, so like I've been in front of the camera before, but I'm not that comfortable in being in front of the camera. I actually like being behind the scenes and producing content as an editor, as a producer. And he said, well, just keep doing that. You, to be honest, some of the, the highest paid people I know are the people who work behind the scenes. They don't necessarily, they're not the ones in front of the camera all the time. Like, yeah, they're the faces, they're the influencers, but it's the team behind it doing the production, doing the editing, doing the marketing, doing all that stuff. They get paid way better than, than some of the creators. Oh, absolutely. So if, so if you're not ready to get in front of the camera, don't, if you feel more comfortable being behind the camera, then do that. And the reason why I bring that up, there's two reasons behind that. Number one, as I spent more time being behind the scenes, being the producer, talking to people, coaching people through the process and saying, Hey, that was really good, but I need you to say more of this, or I need you to share more of this because I need to know who you are. So it helped me to understand better as a content creator, how to get the message across without say, if it's just, if it's a video sales letter, if I need to, if some, if I need somebody to create a video sales letter, I'm not going to say, Hey, to get started today, it's going to be X amount of dollars. Just like to your point, if I had opened up with that selling something, people aren't going to buy. But if I started with a hook, if I presented a problem and I said, Hey, I need you to, to give me a reason to lean in, tell me a story, tell me about a, a time where uh, you face the same exact problem that your audience is facing. And how did you overcome it? And what is, where did that lead you to find your solution? And what does that mean today when it comes to what you have to offer? So getting into the habit of coaching people, talking people through the process and saying, I need more, I need more. I need, I need you to give me more of the why. I need you to hit me in the field so hard that I'm like, I'm so compelled to buy whatever you're selling. I don't even know what you're selling yet, but I'm in. That's, that's where that came from. That's, that's where it led me to be a better content creator myself. So that's one thing. The other thing is that if you're a business owner, business leader, and you want to get into creating content, you don't have to start with yourself. If you know your customer's problems, if you know the questions that your customers ask on a regular basis, and maybe you're in the trades and you're not a field technician, but you do have some field techs who are really, really good. Maybe you have companies advisors who are really really good at what they do and they answer the same questions all the time maybe you get them in front of the camera and you ask them a question with your voice there or maybe mm -hmm. you're in it with them doing a selfie with them and you're like hey so today I have Joe who's one of my favorite technicians Joe I have this question for you da 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 and then let them answer Dennis talks about this a lot this this show is almost gonna be half me half Dennis because <laughs> I swear um, but Getting being in the camera without having to do all the talking, but sharing expertise positions you as an expert too. So you can be an expert, you can be an authority figure, you can be an influencer without necessarily having all the answers. Russell yes. Brunson. Love Russell, yes. Mm, great book. I have all his books, but uh, Russell Brunson talks about the different types of experts. <clears throat> and one of those experts is the reporter. You may not have all the answers, but you're out there seeking the answers. You're, you're capturing 
what's going on. <clears throat> you're asking the questions and you're getting the answers and your audience is learning through you in the moment. So you can be an expert. You can be a, per a person of authority just by documenting, capturing moments and sharing. But as long as you're there with them in that moment, people will associate you as the authority figure. So you don't have to have the answers. So if you're out there and you're, let's say you're at a trade show, you're at an expo, you're at a workshop, and you see somebody who is an expert in a specific area that you want to be known to be associated with, go over there, ask them a question, get them on camera with you, and then introduce them, let them do their thing. And then you say, there you have it. And if you have any other questions, please leave that in the comment section below. Simple. So Absolutely. to answer your question, if you're looking to create, but you're not good at creating, listen, just go out there, find people, ask questions and be in the scene with them. Mm. Great, great advice. And, and, uh, the exact reason candidly I started my podcast is, is for that. It's to gr get great experts like yourself on the, the call sharing what's going on. And I get to just ask a question and, and listen to the brilliance that you get to share. So, uh, no, I'm guilty as charged on that one. Um, talk to me a little bit about your, your video launch stack, your product, your offering that you have and how, if, if somebody's watching this, Kevin, and they go, man, Jonathan did get the right guy on. Kevin gets video. I resonate with him. Tell me a little bit about that product and, and or service and how that works and how do you help businesses in that area with that product? It all begins with the idea of getting people to know, like, and trust you enough to want to do business with you. And then once they're ready to do business with you, using video and content to help nurture that relationship from being a customer to being a loyal customer to being an evangelist for your brand. Now that's a very philosophical way of putting what I'm about to say. We create years worth of content in 30 days or less. Wow. It's nutty. I mean, we, I mean, we put in the work, but what that basically means is in order for somebody to know, like, and trust you say on social media, they don't know that you exist, your brand and you're trying to get, awareness. So we'll create a level of content that focuses on the awareness, but not just awareness of your brand, but awareness of a problem that that is plaguing them while they're trying to solve their problem or trying to get to a goal. So say you're, you're, you're a homeowner and you want to be comfortable, but it's cold and your, your heater's not working. Well, you might, you might know that the problem is that the heater's not working, but you don't know what's causing that problem. So we can illustrate using video a homeowner freezing to death in their home with icicles off their nose and they're struggling and they're like tapping on the thermostat but it's not working so right so it's a very common over exaggerated thing but it brings awareness to the problem and then mm -hmm. you just throw your your brand on there if you don't want to freeze your butt off today call go heating in air or whatever that's an awareness stack video what we're doing is we're leveraging video to retarget content to a user. So maybe maybe they're not ready to buy from you, but you need to be omnipresent. You need to be at the top of their mind when they are ready to buy. Not every not every customer is ready to buy. But if you're if you're playing off of the Coca-Cola effect, if you're creating content and letting them know
know that you exist. Say if you're a local business and you're targeting the same geographical location with awareness level content, maybe the next stack, which is called social content, which is letting them know that you exist and sharing some stories of who you are and why you do what you do. Why did you get into HVAC in the first place? Why did you get into the trades for the, in the first place? Why do you work with a certain type of customers? Why do customers even love you? Maybe getting the customers in front of the camera, sharing their story, their experience. You know, when, if you have a field operator and or tech and they just service the customer and the customer's super happy, get the the technician in front of the camera with the, the customer and be like, Hey, what did we do today? Why did you call us and how do we fix your problem? And what would you tell somebody who's on the fence about working with us? And then just let the customer share their experience. That is a social stack video. That's our, our step two. Step three is authority stack, just like YouTube videos that are all tutorials, how to's, uh, the best practices, sharing knowledge, sharing ideas and sharing resources to your customers is a great way to build authority. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do a lengthy YouTube video that's like 15 minutes. It could be a one minute, it could be a three minute video. TikTok is great for that. TikTok gives you three minutes on average if you're a starting user. If you have three minutes to share your best practices, I guarantee you can knock out your best practices in three minutes or less. It could be, again, back into the trades. If it's heating your home, sealing the gaps, Check, uh, changing out your filters, making sure that you're you're inspecting it regularly by a professional. Those are three tips that I would recommend if you are a homeowner and you want to make sure that your system's working at its optimal uh, before it freezes. So that's an authority piece. And then the last piece of our our video launch stack is known as the ad stack. Now that they know you, they know that you exist. Thank you. They trust you now they're more likely to buy from you or take on your offer, whatever that is. So it could be something as simple as a, they're called direct response videos. So starting with a hook, if you're in the DFW area, which is where I live and your heater's not working, then you need to check out this video, present a problem, present how your, your solution works for them, give them some social proof and then a call to action, bang, you're done. Generally simple. The way that I came up with this this solution was because I knew that these were the stacks that needed to be created, but I also knew that in order for this system to work, you also had to have some digital marketing chops when it comes to Facebook ads, Google ads, and stuff like that. And I realized not every agency, especially in the digital marketing space, knew what to do with all that kind of content. They knew that you know a simple ad, $29 ad will generate some leads, but how do you nurture that relationship? Just because they see your ad one time doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to buy. Maybe they see the ad, it's like, okay, cool, I'll remember it, but whoever remembers a business after, I don't know, 72 hours. We have, exactly. we have, we have the memory of a goldfish. So, <laughs> so like in order, to, in order to be able to get those people back you have to be at the top of their minds. So create plenty of content so that you're able to retarget and you can do it for back to Dennis, a dollar a day. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's, and that's very, very true. So a lot of this business model is modeled after a lot of those best practices and learning from working with digital marketing agencies, learning Facebook ad strategies, learning Google ads, learning YouTube ads, LinkedIn ads, and understanding that they all work essentially the same but you want to be able to 
hit them right at the beginning with some awareness content. Maybe you do get, hit them with an ad of like $29 just to pique their interest, see who's really interested and then spend a little bit to retarget content that's going to help them to know like and trust you so that they that you do build that trust and that authority and that when they're ready to buy or maybe they need more information they have enough information they're ready to buy from you i learned as a personal trainer i was i was killer as a personal trainer i sold a lot of personal training i was probably one of the best in 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 the company that i worked with and one of the things I learned was just because they say no, does it, it could mean two things. It means no right now or mm. no, I need more information. Exactly. And so, and also you need seven or eight yeses for them to pull out their credit card. But when it comes to the internet, when it comes to social media, you're talking 20 to 35 touch points. They have to see and, and hear you and know that you exist enough times for them to actually want to buy from you. And then you have to get them nodding their head enough times for them to go, yeah, 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 okay, where's my credit card? And that's, mm -hmm. that's, that's true whether you're in, in one industry or another industry, whether you're in the trades or if you're a chiropractor, if you're a dentist, if you're a hairstylist, you're a personal trainer, you're a content creator, the rule sets are still the same. The context is different. Mm, absolute gold. And, and I love that stack process that you go through because you're literally taking that prospect all the way from uh, awareness, I guess, at the beginning through the, the, the each step that they psychologically need to go through to get to that point where they're like you said, they're ready to pull out their credit card and make that purchase. And I love that process. Uh, kudos to you on that. Um, we will definitely make sure we get your links in here so that if anybody watching this wants to get in touch with you and learn how you can help them do that, um, that they can get in touch with you. Um, if you haven't thought through that process for your business yet, just imagine how effective that would be if you're listening to the podcast here to be able to walk through that step and think of your own buying cycle. We don't just see an ad generally and buy it. We are, we're nurtured. We, we have an awareness. We then learn, uh, as, as Kevin said, we, we buy from people we know, like, and trust in that process. Boy, Kevin, that's just brilliant because it builds, it builds that rapport necessary to get to the know, like, and trust. I love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Well, one of the things I said I was going to ask you, and the reason for the name of our podcast, the 91 Day Success Podcast, is I love to ask just amazing business leaders like yourself, if you had to start over, Kevin, and we gave you a thousand bucks and said, hey, um, you, you don't have the ability to use your credit card, you've got your house, you've got you know food and shelter and all that, you've got a car, you've got a computer and a phone, but you got a thousand dollars on a debit card and, and you want to build a new business in 91 days. Kevin, can I ask what what might you do in that situation to build that business on your own? Okay, so I told you at the beginning I actually have a story to this. I so love it. This goes this goes back to when I was a personal trainer. There was I had just gotten married. We were we were I mean I was a successful trainer, but I I I got into a lot of debt. I was partying. I was in my twenties, so I spent a lot of money. But I got serious when I met this girl, and I said, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this right." So Christmas time came, and or yeah, it was heading into Christmas, and I said, "I want to get her something nice, a lot of nice things, or whatever." And she loved Nike. My wife loves Nike, and I was like, "I, I don't, I don't want to use any credit cards." 
because I don't want to get us into any more debt. And I thought, I got to run some kind of promotion. So <clears throat> I thought, she loves Nike. How about if I just went on Facebook and said, if anybody buys me a $100 gift card, I'll give you an entire month of training for free. Now, I did small group unlimited personal training. That was $360 a month per client. And when I put out that promotion, I had over 21 people give me, no, I think it was 25 because I had $2,500 in Nike gift cards at the end of this. Wow. And what happened was all I did was I said, okay, cool. Had them sign the release, had them give me their credit card. And I said, at the end of this, if you decide that you don't want to continue, just let me know and we'll cancel it and you won't be charged. Well, out of the 25, 18 people stayed on. Wow. At $360 a month. Bingo. So that was in 30 days. So what is that? 18 times 360. That was $6,480. And that's, plus that's $2,500 $2, in Nike gift cards, which my wife was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. She bought all sorts <laughs> of stuff. She bought all sorts of stuff with that. But what that did was that was that was one month of me just showing up providing amazing service that i could i knew i could provide and mm -hmm. not asking for anything in return other than just give me a gift card and i was honest about it i'm like i want to get my wife a bunch of nike gift cards for christmas this is what i'm going to do i'm going to give you this in exchange and sure enough that worked as a matter of fact i did that another year where i just said if you buy me these shoes which was a bunch of nike high tops i'd like 12 nike high tops oh wow because of that same promotion. So every couple of years I would run that kind of promotion because I had enough clients to be able to support it. But what I would do moving forward, if I were a content creator and I had a thousand dollars and I still had my phone, oh yeah, what I would do is I would go, I would do guerrilla style marketing or mm -hmm. door to door, whatever. I would go on foot and I would go to the local businesses and I would say, hey, if I created a couple of videos for you specifically in these spaces and I did it for a couple hundred dollars whatever that is I all mm -hmm. it is is I needed to I needed them to invest a little bit of something give yep. me an opportunity to wow the heck out of them mm -hmm. and then say look I'm gonna do this for you and I want you to post it and if you get great results from it which I know you will I want to know if you would want to continue doing work with me on a monthly recurring basis and you can stop whenever you want. There's no obligation to continue. I just want to show you a ton of service and get, help you generate results for your business. Get 10 of those locked in, set, and I should be good. To do 10 grand, I would just need 10 clients at $1,000 a month if I just did maybe 10 videos max, all with my phone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because I already know as a content creator, viral video content or branded content if you see some high production value behind it, sometimes they're, they're not all about that. But if you just did it with your phone, as we've seen on TikTok, a user-generated content, that works really, really well. Now, how it, how it re, re, turns from people liking and commenting and maybe bookmarking your content to actual customers, that all depends on the way that you nurture the relationship between that audience and and where they become actual customers. 
so that there's a little bit of digital marketing strategy behind that, some retargeting, some technical know-how, but that's where it all begins. Showing up to businesses, going door to door, going on foot, being vulnerable, showing up and saying, hey, I just want to offer my services mm -hmm. to help you meet your goals. And who doesn't want to get more awareness? Who doesn't want to get more connections? Who doesn't want to build their brand by creating content? And this is, um, I think this is very, very true for practically any business, any service. When I think about people who, who are in the trades, who go door, the solar people, they go, they literally go door to door. They go door mm -hmm. to door and, and it's all a numbers game. The more yeses you get, the, or the more doors you hit, the more opportunity to get yeses. Same with cold calling. The more calls you make, the more opportunities you'll get. If all you needed was a cell phone, which you do have, and you had that thousand dollars to maybe invest in, I don't know, added support or perks or uh, any kind of value and return that you want to provide to your customers. Great. But I don't think you necessarily need a thousand dollars to do all that. If you have it in here and you have this. I, I great advice and I love your stories and just proof of how valuable those are, Kevin. I mean, what a, what a great way to be, I love the word you being vulnerable to basically say, Hey, I want to give my wife this amazing Christmas present, all these gift cards. And if you'll help me do that, here's something I'll help you do. Um, and, and again, to keep 18 of those people on as recurring, uh, after that, that has even more value than just being able to generate $10,000 in your third month, because now that's recurring revenue coming in every single month, huge, huge value. Uh, and I, of course, always appreciate people like you and Dennis that are talk about the, the value of using our mobile phones. I like you, I'm a huge proponent of, especially when you're getting started, just pull that phone out and tell your story. Uh, as you said, explain why you're doing what you're doing, what the value is. Don't sell, just tell stories. Love it. Absolutely love the value and want to just thank you for, for sharing. Cause I think it's, it's, it so resonates with me and, and resonates with the, the same things that I hear people like Gary V talking about it and that all of this is consistent. And it's so important as business leaders today that we create our brand, we work on our personal brands. And I think the absolute best way to do that is video because it's easy and it's timely. And with Instagram reels and TikTok and YouTube shorts and, and on that, I cannot imagine a better time that we've ever had in our history to literally be able to grab a phone, record those videos and share those, share our stories and create credibility. And as a result, build our business. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I so appreciate your time. Any last words of wisdom you want to leave our, our viewers with before we wrap this podcast up at all, Kevin? On a technical standpoint, when you're creating content, whether you're doing it with your video, with your phone or any kind of camera at all, keep it simple. Really, mm. don't bother with all the, the fancy editing features, the transitions, the music, the, the graphics and all that stuff. If you're just starting out, just get in front of the camera and just share post 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 if you wanted to dazzle it up dazzle it up a little bit get CapCut. it's an app it's pretty much by the same people that made TikTok. it does all your captioning it does music it does it all for free and it's great and you don't need any 
fancy editing degree behind it. You just need to hit music, captions, and you're done. It's really that simple. You have no excuse today to not, to not create content. You should be creating content because you have something to share. Everybody who is a business owner who's who has developed any kind of skill set, any kind of life experience, you should be able to tell stories. And I guarantee you there's a niche for you out there. Whether you're, you're a chef who, a culinary chef who only does French food, there's a niche for you out there. So just go out and create. And if you're not comfortable with all the fancy stuff, just stick to the basics and just post. Great advice. Great advice. Well, Kevin, again, I want to thank you truly from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to join us today. Uh, it, your your wisdom and your insights are absolutely amazing. And, and I'm so grateful for you taking the time to do that. I know you've got a very busy schedule. I know you're flying all over and working with clients. So thank you once again. I'm very grateful. Thank you, Jonathan. So, I appreciate it. Thanks everyone for joining us today. If you have any interest in video, do yourself a favor, reach out to Kevin. He is the real deal. He knows what he's talking about and he's down to earth on top of it. Uh, and my favorite part about it is he's not gonna overcomplicate things. So reach out to him, it'll be worth your time. That's probably the better way to say it. Thanks everybody and have a great day.